Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we help you get clarity, build skills, enhance your character, curate your environment, take daily massive action, and develop a positive mindset. Join our community by heading over to workwithtimmydouglas.com and get our free book and list of questions that will help you build an impactful and purposeful life. Enjoy the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Ken Stearns, who is a retired international insurance executive and host of the podcast, The Jar Live. Ken, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Tim. Thanks for thanks for having me on a little bit early. Uh, I do appreciate that. I'm I'm in the middle of I'm at the end of a fast, so I'm dreaming of a big beef steak is my reward after this. That's, I got you. Was the I think fast? The, was it yeah. like no meat? Was it only water? What was the fast? Just co- water, coffee, tea, fast. Uh, so I had, so I just had dinner. What dinner last night? Yeah, I had dinner last night, and probably my I had a whiskey maybe about ten o'clock. Might have been my last something. Uh-huh. My last foodish thing. So since 10 o'clock last night, nothing but coffee, water. Dang. So I'm, I'm feeling kind of, sh- I'm still kind of sharp though. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I heard fasting, it puts you on alert. Like sometimes I'll do some intermittent fasting where I just, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be feeling good. But then when I eat, I crash. Oh, oh do you? Okay. Well, maybe I'll sleep good tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, awesome, man. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Tell us a yeah. little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun. Oh, what do I like to do for fun? <clears throat> I definitely what I like to do for fun. If you know, if I just really jump and one is what I'm doing right now. I mean, it is incredibly fun. It's still work in, in the sense that it's a project and it takes effort and planning. And but if it's just raw fun. I like to have a camera in my hand walking around the streets somewhere in Asia at mm. six in the morning, some market. It's my dream. That's my jam. There we go. There we little, go. Little street photography uh, for anybody. If you dig deep enough in my Instagram, you'll find some of my uh, some of my work. It's really actually it's work. Yeah. Um, do you do it yeah, consistently? I did it consistently for quite a few years. I probably got a good. Uh, a good 10 years or 15 years stretch of, um, of a lot of photography in Asia. That's what's up, man. That's exciting. Yeah, it was, it was great fun. That was part of, you know, one of the benefits of, of living overseas and working overseas is, you know, being able to chase those hobbies down and, um, and pursue them and, you know, see what, see how good you can become, Yeah, or, you know, in, in good in a relative, uh, a relative sense. Anyway, that was fun stuff. Um, I'll take you back a little bit and just talk about, um, you know, since this is a dreams podcast and, a, you know, chase your dreams, I think I've got a pretty good chase in the dream story in a weird way, although I think I found my dream. I'm not sure I chased it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And maybe it was maybe it was a pursuit of something else. Um, so I was, a, I was, you know, like, like my my bio says, basically, it's kind of a fun way of saying I'm an, I'm an old guy is I'm a seasoned I'm a seasoned Midwestern kid. <laughs> So I'm an old yeah. guy and I'm young at heart and um, about 20, you know, I had some insurance experience living in California with the family. I was kind of an insurance dude. One of those guys would call you up and ask you to buy insurance. And um, I answered an ad in the early internet days, you know, really, really, you know, 20, 1999, 2000 and answered an ad to take a job in Hong Kong, in Asia, uh, travel overseas, work overseas, and bring this kind of experience. And I happen to have that particular weird, freaky bit of experience. I ended up getting the job, fast forward, moved my family over there, and lived and worked in Asia and Hong Kong for 12 years. Um, and then the family started moving around, ended up getting divorced, ended up on my own out there. Kids were back in in U.S. Kids were with us, studied over there, uh, lived over there, and then ended up uh, traveling taking jobs in other countries besides Hong Kong. So I ended up living in five countries, um, Hong Kong, Vietnam, Indonesia, Thailand, India, and then back to Vietnam before I came, before I came back. And it was, you know, great, great having a corporate experience. And, but I needed, you know, I mean, Tim, it was like that. What are you going to do when you're done? You know, what, when do you retire? How do you come home? What is that? What does it look like? You know, when I'm doing all this for me, yeah. You know, because yeah. it is, 
you know, it's still, it's responsibilities, right? One responsibility leads you into another and another responsibility leads you into another. And you got a bigger house, a bigger car, a nicer car. You got a truck and a car and you got to kind of grind a little harder. And you're doing it for a lot of people, right? You're raising kids, doing it for your partner, doing it for your kids, uh, doing it for your future self. So you've got some, you know, something to do. Some You've got a retirement, but it's not really all the time. We make a lot of tough sacrifices at work. Um, there are a lot of people, you know, I'm sure listening to the show, going to work every day, and it's not your dream job. It's the job you're in. Uh, it's a job you got to do right now because it's going to pay the most money. I mean, at some point, I couldn't leave if I want. I mean, my experience was so freaky weird. I couldn't work outside of Asia. Yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, I was definitely in a trap. I was in the, you know, I, I was in that golden cage. Yeah. And I couldn't go anywhere. And so I was in facing that, you know, if I'm to come back to the U.S., I'm not going to work, really. You know, my experience is not going to lend itself. I'm six. I'm going to be 60. You know, what is that going to look like? Um, so I had to create something and and to be intentional about creating some opportunities as well for myself to kind of like, you know, build a, a small fire. And part of it was picking up photography Um doing that intentionally. I kind of call it some momentum down, you know, the lane of intentionality. You know, I just started doing these things. I started writing. Um, and that the the real interesting one for me, the one that kind of broke it open was I picked up a guitar mm. at 52, you know, because everybody does that at 52. Yeah. Right. We all just pick up, pick up some some instrument that's really hard to play. And requires, you know, youthful de uh, dexterity of your hands, all the things that 62-year-old men have, or 52-year-old, at that point, 52-year-old men. Um, and But I was kind of very, I had a, a unique thing that I did with this. I promised myself, made a contract. I want to reward myself. I got a nice bonus. I want to get a nice guitar. I don't want to get a, a you know, I'm not going to spend 200 bucks. I'm not going to spend $500. I'm going to spend, I'll spend what I want to buy, what I love, what I think is cool looking. What's cool. I thought it was cool looking, you know, that's kind of what yeah. I, my, and I, I got into the store and I was told, I was at the Las Vegas um, um, guitar center and I went to this acoustic room. And I don't know if you've ever been to a, like an acoustic room inside a, a jagnormous superstore, you know, music maybe store. Once. Yeah. And you, you know, it's just intimidating, right? There's these gorgeous guitars all around in the front. And then of course he's, he's, you know, super dude sitting around playing guitar, practice, you know, playing all the different guitars. And I'm just, you know, I'm completely dumbfounded. Now I'm thinking this is a bad idea because I'm super intimidated and I have no idea. I don't even know how to hold a guitar. I realize properly. So how am I going to buy a $1,500 guitar? This is stupid. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm kind of walking around, kind of wallowing in my own, you know, like kind of thinking, rethinking this. And there's this one guy I do notice. And he's kind of sitting there on this stool and he's playing and he's and then he's in, appears in another stool. And so he's kind of walking around. We're like fish in the tank. Right. And, and I kind of turn a corner and boom, there he is sitting on the chair with the guitar, looking really natural, playing the guitar. And I'm and I'm like just felt compelled. Hey, hi, I'm Ken. And, you know, and this is what I'm doing here. I want to buy a guitar and you got any advice for me? I'm a 52 year old dude. I don't know how to play. I got a bonus check. What do you recommend? It's like, buy the red one. <laughs> and, and, and he just, and I just look at him like, what is that? He's like the red one. And, and you can tell it's just this awkward moment where we're like, now it's like, now I'm like, okay, really now what am I doing? And he's like, you know, the one, the one you can't take your eyes off of across the room, like crowded room. You see it. Uh, you want to hold it. You don't ever want to let it down. Yeah. Get that one. And I was like, wow. And I knew, then I knew like, boom, thunderstruck, turned around, walked over to the wall, grabbed a guitar, walked to the front and bought it. And still, you know, she's over there. Yeah. Never left, never left my side since, really. Um, and uh, just a, a really powerful moment, universe stepping in and kind of helping me out, you know, and pointing me down. Because 
it's that intentionality, right? Of And I made this contract with myself. So that the contract was, if I buy a good one, I'm going to take it for two years, two years of lessons, and I'm going to have a teacher. And, and at the end of the two years, I got to be able to look in the mirror and say, okay, you tried pretty hard and let it go. Like, you know, but two years of lessons, you're going to try. And I met this guy, this magical guitar teacher. I got back. I went on Facebook and I Googled and I was in Bangkok at the time. And I'm like, Googled guitar teacher. And up, and I knew I wanted to probably wanted to get a Filipino just because of the language. And boom, man, there's Alonzo, you know, purple play. And it's just this old dead uh, Facebook account. And I go, and I email this guy. And he, next thing I know, Alonzo's over at my house, <clears throat> my my condo, and start a beautiful relationship. And this guy's like, "You, we should write a song." It's about the fifth about the fifth week, right? I can't I can't grip the guitar properly. My fingers hurt. Uh, yeah. I'm realizing this this is going to take two years. And he's like, "We should write a song. We should every week." So interestingly, I had started a book called Dear Dad, and uh, which is letters to my father. So his ideas of, you know, as I got older and corporate, my dad was gone. He died when, it was tw- when I was 28. So it was this opportunity to, to write letters to my dad about things in life um, that I would normally call him. You know, so the, the construct of the book was Dear Dad, letters to your dad about big events in your life. And to be, you know, kind of vulnerable and show that on a on a in a book, but somewhere along the way, uh, my mom's faith kind of somehow got in there. Uh, as I would travel back and forth, I'd go see my mom. So I ended up with this other book called "Dear God," and I don't really. And it's the only place I came from was from my mom for sure. And I don't really remember, you know, writing them. These were on long plane rides, and it's just writing out notes. So is this guy, I had these notes buried in a drawer. It was a starting of a book. I'd started five years before I hadn't touched it. And so I'm like, write a song. I have some words on some paper. Let me go get those. And we sat down with my guitar teacher and pulled out this song, words from this from the book called Faith. So the, the letter was, Dear God, what's faith? <clears throat> and asking all these questions about faith. Um we turned that into a song in a couple Sundays. And I was like, wow, that's, I wrote a song. Holy shoot, man. Six months, I've got a guitar. I wrote a song that was not on the roadmap. You know, we're outside the contract, you know, yeah. magic's, magic's happening. And that got me so excited. I wrote another, we, we stole another song from the words and another song. And I ran out of draft material. So it's only one thing to do, write the book. Mm. So it forced me to get the and and to really to pick the thing up and look at it and go, okay, what's the con what am I doing here? What's a construct? And so over the next, you know, maybe 12 months, took me maybe 12 months, six months, eight months to to design the structure of the book and and then to start filling in the words. Um and that was the interesting part. I mean, it, these unintentional. I'd say not unintentional, unintentional outcomes, but the very intentional actions that people can take, you know, in your life of doing things, not just in the routine, but add something different, find some of that extra time or space for yourself to do something, you know, for yourself, right? Be good to yourself somewhere in there and, and commit to it you know, invest in it. And, you know, those things, they lead you and open up doors and take you places you can't see from where you're at and the routine you're in, right? We're all in a routine. We're all like, we go to the same places. We do the same things. You're, you're, you're narrowing your outcomes slowly, but surely. Um, And so, you know, opening up and doing new things, open up new paths, new pathways in the universe. I mean, the universe starts to go, I don't know, you know, I haven't gone deep into some of your stuff, but I'm sure it involves, you know, you are what you think about and, you know, you are, you are, you know, you, you become what you think about and you are who you hang out with, Mm -hmm. right. Who your friends are, who you're, you know, what, what groups you're part of, what stuff you listen to. That's all becomes 
your frequency in the universe and what get ex- what gets exposed to you, what opportunities are out there. So by totally making myself vulnerable on the guitar thing, I mean, you talk about could not be more vulnerable going in, you know, complete goofball going into this jagnormous superstore. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of the few not 12 year old kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get my first $200 guitar. So anyway, it was that and, and um, leading ultimately leading to the ability to kind of construct the book. Um, I'll explain a little, let me explain a little bit about the construct of the book and then I'll, and then I'll get into the, the live in the dream part of the, in the jar. So, you know, very quickly in, in, in writing the book, I, I started focusing on how is it going to look on the outside? What story is it telling? And I kind of had this ended up with this four parts to the book, the, the book of self, all that it's the first book and that's kind of the small circle and and that's you and that those chapters are your yesterdays your todays and your tomorrows so it's all about dear god what's yesterday dear god what's today what's tomorrow so each one has four letters to it each topic so there's 12 letters in that part and it's really the battlefield of your mind tim right i mean your past your present your future it's everything you're thinking about and and also what you do in that present moment of today. And then there's the book of others, which is between you and somebody else. Uh, and that's acceptance, forgiveness, compassion. Great tool set when you're in really for interpersonal skills, right? Going, you know, going through life, really, you know, be the, the capability to accept somebody for who they are, what they believe. I don't have to agree with you, but I can accept you. Right. I can have some grace. I can give you grace. I can have um, some compassion for people. And and I'm not carrying around baggage. I got forgiveness in my heart, right? You know, because, yeah. you know, carrying around baggage ain't, ain't any fun. Might as well get rid of it. Just, just let that stuff, you know, off at the recycle bin every every morning on your way to the car. Yep. Um, and the third book is the book of all. And that's that's humanity. And so there, the, the letters I'm talking about, asking God about is, is uh, love, karma, and service. So, you know, loving heart going around with humanity, leaving stuff better than I found it, including people, you know, trying to leave humans a little bit better when I met you than when I, you know, when I found you. Yeah. And being in service to mankind, you know, in some way, shape, or form, having a service mind um in humanity and it's a great way to go about life and i think that's you know ultimately what we're supposed to be doing um and then the last one is a book of you which is which is you know spiritually either creator or higher power or intelligent design or god you know depending on where you're at on the spiritual spectrum i call it um you know, wherever you're at on that uh it could be god so it's faith hope and prayer mm. And so that's a, there's four parts of the book, just to 12 topics. And, but there's 48 letters. So, you know, like love, for example, uh, in the, <clears throat> in the love letters, I'm talking the, the, the letter about love, I'm asking God, you know, isn't self-love the, the first love. And, you know, then I can love somebody else. Right. And then I can accept love from somebody. And then I can teach somebody love. I can show other people what love looks like. Because I'm kind of an expert now, right? I love myself. I I can I can take love from other people, and I can you know, and I can give love, and so now I can show other people what that looks like by my actions and by you know by ideas. So there's each each letter is kind of constructed a little bit like that. Kind of I got these ideas, God. What do you think? Mm. And you know that's what the letters are all about. Um, the mystery is then. Somewhere along this, this I somewhere along this process, coming up with a book like this, um, I had the idea of doing a podcast, and um, I wanted to travel. It was also one of my things, kind of post work, and those these ideas kind of somehow blended together, and you know, it's the part like I said, you can't really see where you're supposed to be from where you're at. You, you, you know, you can't, but what you can do is open up the opportunity to open up some doors down, you know, over that horizon, right? You yeah. can, you can, things you do today can 
change your future, right? It could absolutely unlock things in the algorithm in your favor. Yeah. And let's face it, the universe is one ginormous algorithm, people. It's one giant equation that solves to zero. Every day, every minute, it's resolving to zero. If you create an imbalance in the universe, it will solve to zero. It has to. It can't it can't un- it, it can't spin perfectly. Everything can't match up perfectly, right? You look around, everything is perfect, right? You look at all the the math equations and all. You look at seashells. I can't remember what that what that you know design is, but you look everything is perfect. Yeah, it's all it's all sums to zero in my mind. And if you create an imbalance, the universe goes to work to fix it. So if you do something good, if you've got this positive energy, like this podcast that you're doing, Tim, it's good stuff. It's intentional. You're you're touching people. You're putting messages out there. It's gonna it, if it hasn't already, it'll open doors for you, right? It'll change people's lives. It'll change your life, you know, by being intentional and and creating a positive environment for people and and supporting people, sharing their stories. Um, so by somehow I end up with this idea that I'm gonna do a podcast and I'm gonna travel around the country and I'm gonna ask people questions. Some of it was a cheat code. I knew if I was going to do a podcast and travel, I knew I'm not a great interviewer. I'm not like a super sharp, like clever, like wit- I'm not witty enough. Like, like when you see really good interviewers, you're like, damn, that was so smart. Oh, that was so clever. You know, like, yeah. and and that's, not, I mean, I've got other skills, but, but that's not one of mine. So I kind of developed, I, I, I think I fell into the perfect clutch or crutch, which is I turned the, the book into 444 questions. There we go. So I took, you know, and it's kind of like God's like, you know, I, I think the lot, the funny lot, the funny part of the, the explanation is I wrote all these questions to, you know, and ask God all these letters and God, you know, kind of inserted the idea. Well, go, you know, here's an idea. Why don't you go ask? Why don't yeah. you go find, let me know when you find out. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll give you this stupid idea and then you let me know how it works out. And so here I am running around with this, I got this big old van and um, I've got, I had a couple of jars made and I created the questions and got them printed out. And so there's 444 questions inside this jagnormous glass jars, or each one's got its own set of, you know, its own questions. And I sit down with, I drive to people's houses. So I'm going to 111 cities across the country. And I sit down with four people in every city and, you know, in the living room, we plop this big ass jar down and they start pulling questions and talking about them. And they share and their story comes out who they are as people, as humans, comes out through the jar. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, I'm curious, how are you finding, do you find the people in the cities on Podmatch, are you just door knocking? Like, how do you find those people? Yeah, yeah door knocking would be no, that would be baller. Would be totally baller. <laughs> I should, I should actually do that one day. Um, I, I just drag my, I could just drag the cart around with the jar and shit. Hey, hey <laughs> you up for some questions? Exactly. Um, I know I'm in the south. I, even I might get shot down here. Yeah. Who knows? Um, we use Facebook a bit. Gotcha. Quite a bit Facebook. So we just place an ad that just says, hey, Springfield, Missouri, you know, the jar is coming. Be a guest. Yeah. And, you know, a little $2 a day ad. Run it for about a week. Spend about 20 bucks in the city on the ad. And we'll find about four guests. There we go. Yeah. That's exciting. That's awesome, man. Really cool. And so the 444 questions, those must have been some long letters to pull 444 questions from them. Tell us about your methodology behind pulling those questions. Yeah, it was, um, I don't, and I can't remember. I do remember kind of the the aha moment of that was the source, right? I could, I, I could get them and I'll use the jar, kind of a cheat code. So um, I had written the book. It was kind of, it was pretty funny. You know, I if you've for your listeners that have written a book, for listeners considering writing a book, and some people who aren't but will end up writing a book, <laughs> so yeah. right, I'll cover all my bases. Uh, I can attest, man. When you 
when you finally get it published, you are so sick and tired of those words and those pages. You never want to see that garbage again. Just throw it out. I never wrote it. I don't even want to. And so the, the best part was I got it all back from the editor, the publisher. I got it done. I was dusted. And then I was like, damn, man, I got to read those letters and get those questions out of the book. <laughs> So it was like, it was the most painful thing to, I swear, I sat up at night. I just put up on the computer. I put, a, so I had, there's four letters for each topic, right? So there's 48 letters. Mm -hmm. So I had a letter on one side of the computer screen and an Excel spreadsheet on the other. <clears throat> and I just tried to get eight questions out of each letter. Mm. Um, and, you know, so a lot of it is, um, are slices of the same question angles so uh love you know when was the last time you said i love you to someone when was the last time someone said i love you to you yeah if you had to say i love you right now to somebody who would it be mm -hmm. so you know so the, i get the framework you get the framework, right? So, you know, it's going through and it's really, I just needed to find four, three, four important things that I wanted to understand from each letter. You know, what is the letter saying? What am I asking? What am, what, what theory, uh, what idea am I expressing in this, in this, in this book on this letter and what, how to make that a question that would be interesting for someone to, to hear the answer to from another person. So it was, it was, you know, making sure that I crafted them in a couple of different ways, uh, angles, right? Making sure that I got, I got them right. You know, that it was interesting to read, interesting to listen to from a, from a podcast perspective, right? Yeah. You know, and then, and then is it something people want to know? I don't know if that's the same thing or not, but I feel like that it might be slightly different. I think they you are know, slightly different. It's slightly different. And so just, you know, and, and sometimes it's a question that people would want to know, but it may not be, you know, that it's not a great part of the story, but it's good to know. Yeah. You know, it, it's not a, and, and not all the questions. So a couple of interesting things happened because you, you, you touched on something, which is really, which is really insightful, uh, the methodology. And then I knew people would answer the questions based on their own life experience. Mm -hmm. That was obvious to me. Like, but the part that, that totally caught me with my pants down was they read the question differently than I wrote it. Oh, exp expand on that. So I was super intentional when I wrote the questions, right? I'm I'm, you know, it's like it was literally one of those set seven, eight a.m. eight p.m. till midnight, two a.m. things for a few weeks, right? And I was in a space. I was asking the question from a very particular space inside the book. Yeah. And relative to other questions, right? Because the, you know, I you. Yep, yep, yep. So every question had a very specific purpose in, in the whole, in the whole portfolio, right? The whole thing. And so people started just going off skill, man, off, off mark and just coming up with their own damn interpretations of the questions. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. 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 And was it more in totally a cool and exciting way or more in oh. an annoying way? Yeah, no, no, in a perfect way, a perfectly beautiful, I didn't yeah. see it moment of, well, there's not 400 questions, there's 4 million, there's 400 million questions. Yeah. Everybody's going to have their own version of the same question. What has happened? So it was this funniest moment for me of, I'm, I'm a real big believer in, you know, like one thing I call horizon, kind of horizon thinking, which I kind of alluded to that before, which is, you know, find seeing things that you, you know, or things happening that may not have happened um, if you hadn't done something before, right. Opening yep. up doors and, and another kind of iteration of that is putting yourself in that place where you can't see. So if you have a business or a career, it's how far ahead can you see in your career with certainty one week, one month, six months. And then you start to take that out. And you've got less clarity and you've got to fill in more of you that exercise. You have to fill in more of the blanks. You have to create that, what that looks like more in your visually in your own mind. And that's a great process because now you're starting, you know, you go from 90, 10, 90% certain what's going to happen in three months 
And then now it's 1090 if you take it out far enough. And so what's happening is you're creating your own future because you're feeling you're you're, you're a little you're a little uh, a 3D robot. You're creating in your own mind. You're creating this. You know, you got 10 percent of the real yep. left, but you can't see. You know, it's literally you're over the horizon. So you just know it's me and I still get, I'm an insurance guy. And um, that's all I know. Uh-huh. And and the rest of it, I have built up from a story that I've made from the 80, 20, the 70, 30. And so, you know, I was doing I did so much of that uh, with the jar that everywhere I went, nothing was a surprise. Everything was exactly like going into people's homes, checking in and out of hotel rooms, dragging my stuff like everything was so normalized. It was like I was so programmed that I haven't really experienced any like any disruption, I don't, it's kind of hard to, hard to explain, but I've been, it's like, I've been living this already. Um, but the part that kind of, the part that, 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 you know, that kind of totally twisted my whole brain was when people started having their own, their own interpretations of the questions. And that was a, just a fun side story of visualizing something, but also that, you know, the, the incredible part of humanity being, you know, being our own people. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, Somebody, people would ask me when I started this podcast, why do you just have the same questions? That's going to get boring. That's going to get repetitive. I'm like, what you don't understand is that these questions are designed to pull out personal stories. And so it will yes. never be the same answers. It'll like, never. Never. Nobody does the same thing for fun, for work, for motivation. They don't have the same dreams and goals. It's like, it's always a fresh topic. It It's always a fresh topic. It, absolutely. And and that was, you're right. That was something in my own mind. I thought, man, the 400 questions, is that going to get old to hear the same question, even for me? Yeah. And and now I, I read some of the questions I read and I'm excited when I see it. Like, oh, that's the question they got. Because, yeah. you know, there's only, there's 400 questions in the jar. We go about 20 questions per person, right? Usually a person will get about 20, you know, 18 to 30, maybe something like that, 15 to 30. And uh, so I, even I I only see, you know, in a, in a whole city, I don't see but 20% of the questions. Yeah, yeah. Fifth of them, and, for sure. Yeah. I love it. Well, cool, man. Tell us a little bit more about your motivation. I feel like you kind of hinted at it throughout your story, but if you could say it in a couple sentences, what really gets you up and keeps you going every day? Yeah, it's a powerful, that's a powerful question, right? What is it that gets me? It it really is the the pursuit of what I'm doing. And and I don't know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is um Somebody was asking me a while ago, what's next? And, and I was asked, I was asked this a lot early on. Um, not early on, but three, four months in. What's next? What's what are you what 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 are you doing after this? And I, I don't know. Yeah. And for some people, that's terrifying. Um, and then I'm in a place, you know, where it's for me, I don't have kids, I don't have responsibility. So it's like a little bit more freeing for me. It's a little bit less dangerous for me, right? Yeah. Um, but as somebody wants, then then I was sharing the story with somebody and, and this person said, oh, that's like the Irish saying, the path will rise to meet you. Mm. And so I think that's what I'm in pursuit of now is I'm, I'm, in, I'm in pursuit of that path and to see Tim where where this takes me. Um, I'm, I'm in love with what I'm doing, hearing people's stories, giving them the platform um, and normalizing, you know, there's some stuff, there's some outcomes that have come from this after the first eight months. I share a little bit about that, Um, but it is, it's the pursuit of the story. And, and then also just as I peel this thing back, as I kind of racing through my 400, you know, I'm going to interview 444 people. And as I'm kind of, you know, clawing my way through the mass, I know, I know there's something on the other side kind of waiting. There's that next, you know, there's something beautiful at the end of this rainbow. And I'm enjoying every day hearing the story, even every question I get to read to somebody, you know, the person pulls the question from the jar and they look at it. And it's a cute moment because they know the question. Nobody else knows the question at that moment. And then they usually there's a giggle or a facial expression or a humph or ha oh ah you know there's yep. some right there's no poker face in the jar yeah and you know and then they and I and then I see it 
and then I know who they are a little bit, and I get kind of excited to 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 hear the answer, to to read a question for the audience. So, but anyway, there's a lot of this, you know. Um, um, yeah, talking about this, that that kind of story. So the the part that that's come out of this, it's been interesting. Um, a lot of mental health issues would surprise me. I have to say, Tim, the biggest surprise to me is uh, everybody had a story that included some rough spots and a lot of stuff around mental health, what people are struggling with. And I was take, I was really honestly quite surprised uh, at the level of it across the U.S. And I think stuff like you're doing here and, and you know, even coaching, you know, talking to people, massive impact for people really need it. Uh, and there's not enough mental health outlets for people. Um, so I think podcasts like this, and again, coaching and talking to people one-on-one, super powerful. Um, and so I started a nonprofit around uh, mental health and also started a, a different podcast that I do. <clears throat> I do online, not face-to-face. And it's around me just learning uh, about the mental health field, what's going on, what's the innovations, and giving a voice and a platform for people on that side. Um, so that's been an interesting kind of one of the outcomes, kind of an unforeseen outcome is that I'd end up in the, I did not imagine I would ever be a mental health advocate. Never thought I'd be in the space. Never, not in a million years. It's totally off the radar. And I've got 35 shows done, uh, interviewing mental health people all over the world. Um, just phenomenal. My mind's blown. I'm still kind of, and I just, I think it was like on February 25th. I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast on April 3rd mm. for mental health. Now I'm just going to yeah. do it. And I, and I just sent a bunch of, and before I could think too clearly, I sent a bunch of emails on LinkedIn stating what I was, my purpose. And this is also a great thing, right? Give yourself a fine reputation to live up to. So I wrote this beautiful note and sent it around and said, I'm starting a podcast. It's about mental health. Would you be my guest? Yep. And before I knew it, a bunch of people said yes. And uh-huh. so, you know, crap, I had to come up with a plan. And I had a pretty good idea of the construct. Um, but I had to come up with a plan. I don't, I, I got the first one on. I made my friend go on with me. Uh, my first one, I, I got a buddy to go because I didn't even know how to use the software. Yep. Uh, StreamYard, you know, and I just jumped on there and uploaded it and figured it out. And, you know, here I am today. I've got a great show on, it's basically on LinkedIn. I mean, it shows up on, on YouTube and Facebook, but predominantly it's a LinkedIn and really just for me to learn about mental health <clears throat> and to see what I can do in my own little space um, around it. Yeah. I love it. And so does the nonprofit and podcast have a specific goal, specific angle for mental health that's mm. tackling, or are you kind of just seeing where that's going? Let's jump into the dreams and goals. We Yeah. Yeah. Dreams about, and goals. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great, actually, it's a great question because um, I was mapping this thing out and, and kind of what happened is I, I have a PowerPoint and I'm kind of pitching for money. So I'm chasing some money right now. Uh, I got a pitch deck I just put together and, um, and it basically explains the story of kind of what I've talked about, you know, we've got a foundation. I did the jar. I saw the mental health. Here's the, here's the numbers around the crisis and here's what we want to do. And I think now it's really cool. So we've got this podcast. I mean, I got my jar podcast, which kind of talks about the stigma helps reduce the stigma around mental health. I've got the industrial one um, that's going to talk about, you know, basically what are the different new things people are doing around mental health. What are the old things? How are we doing? How do we improve? So industry looking at itself and sharing. So I've got retail people talking about mental, you know, mental health or journeys or struggles, how we'd make it better internally from the system. And then I have two more, like, as I wrote these down, I'm like, well, what's the other part of mental health? Well, it's fitness. You got to be fit, right? So the jar movement. So I got this idea to call another one, another podcast or a business around jar movement. Uh, and then the other one was, the other one is what you eat, man. Americans, we are garbage. I mean, I drive around the country. We are, I, I feel some of these cities, I mean, they just basically put up some of these fast food restaurants in certain parts of town, man. And I'm telling you what is wrong 
it's just wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> Serving up, you know, industrialized poison. And that's not helping people's mental health. So jar fuel. So create some educational stuff and awareness around, you know, reminding people what you eat, how you move, uh, what you think about are all things that contribute to to how you feel about yourself and how your mental health and your outlook is all about. So kind of the dreams and hopes, that's I'm I'm launching this puppy and the concept is the nonprofit will kind of be the mothership and direct and guide the podcasts for sure. I've got at least two. There's probably a couple more in there to kind of help solve this problem, to build the awareness conversation and, and then the businesses and those businesses can ultimately become not for profit and help fund the jar foundation and any kind of activities we want to do. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, man. I'm just following what's in front of me. I'm just running. No, man, I love it. I was about to give you a recommendation that I think is a clear next step for you from my perspective. Oh, I love it. So you're traveling around. You got yeah. Um, you got the mental health podcast that's kind of virtual experts. So you're getting some history yes. knowledge, which is good. Yeah. But what I'm... you're doing with the Jar Live covering people's stories has a clear progression into Jar Fitness and Jar Fuel. Where yeah. it's like you're going to a city. You run $20 of ads to get guests, but you run another $20 of ads for a fitness event in that city in the time frame that you're there. And so whatever piece of fitness you like to do most, whether it be cardio, lifting, yeah. whatever it may be, do that. And then if you want to build a podcast off after that, after the fitness event, have like three 10-minute interviews or four 10-minute interviews about people's fitness and their life in that city or whatever it may be, 20-minute interviews, and you can design those how you want to design them. But I just feel like as you travel to different cities, and I love it. hosted in each city for fitness and then a back-end program that helps people with diet and community around mental health. So the oh, fitness very is cool. kind of like the top of the funnel. It gets yeah. the leads in. The yeah. upsell would then be the monthly subscription to a community, $49.99, $149 a month, where they are um, you know, getting access to the community, diet. Um, maybe you partner with local farmers to get them fresh food, delivered right. to the door, stuff like that. Well, uh, the um, And very easy to find some gyms right some good you know good what's the local you know go to facebook and search gym well who's got a baller gym and send a couple of emails out and say hey want to come do an event yep partner on the local just in like I'll, I'll help place the ad just get some people to show up that would be genius that would be genius local gyms would be perfect interesting i love it yeah and then then i've got a space to do it right and this person i'm sure any gym owners love to you know Love to get some crazy dude driving around in a van to show up and, and do a little something. Yep. Interesting. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And this is this is the idea, man. See what happens. I'm, I'm this universe, I've I've created a hole. I don't have an idea. I don't really know what I'm doing with it. And the universe fills it up. Yep. Fills it up. It's a and real thing. There's a there's a viral component to it too, because you get people to share the community event that they came yes. to. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so it's it's just you know, there's all already that viral nature built into the jar live, but the jar events, you're starting to like, it's a brand. And now when you're traveling to different cities and you're hosting events in different cities, it, it wouldn't be shocking if like a small news network picked it up or something, you know, and oh, yeah. the attention flows. So I think you got something cooking there. I think I got a brand. I, I think the, the, I think the takeaway that I've had this last couple of weeks of, of trying to articulate this into a pitch deck, um, is is I think I've got a brand, yeah. That's 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 worth looking at and developing into. So the but the pitch deck looks good. Need more eyeballs on it. Um, if anybody's a really good super PowerPoint person, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, not me, not me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I I have some mad old skills. I have to say, like I, the pitch deck is pretty good. At the end of the day, I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. Um, but it was so painful. Yeah. You know, it's not, I used to do this stuff. It's not what I, it, I, I used to have people doing pitch decks. I wasn't me anymore. I used to look at them on the screen and make comments, you yeah. know, but I haven't, I haven't been the poor idiot doing it yeah. in, in 15, 20 years. So I tell you what, Tim, it was painful 
sitting there and grinding through each each font i was like oh (laughs) yeah for sure well i love it let's uh Get, get a little bit more into those dreams and goals. So we got see where the podcast and the questions take you. You started a nonprofit yep. around mental health that's paired with another podcast. Yeah, I think you're raising a fund for mental health where you're covering people's stories, industry innovation, and then fitness and diet is like the next steps for you. It's like the next steps. And so what are the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make these dreams and goals come true? Yeah, it's those those last what are those the missing pieces, right? To get this next part. Um I think the next one is going to be putting on that pitchman hat. Mm. Uh I, I think I do think that I've got, you know, and it's it's that um it's the focus for me, right? I think my skills are there. Um I'm 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 way past, I'd say I'm way past. I'm not, I'm not past skill development or skill adding. I don't that that's wrong, but um, definitely I'd be in trouble if I didn't have the skill ready. Yeah. Right. Putting on the pitch <laughs> I, man hat. How much, I gotta how put, much money yeah. do you need to raise? What's I need a bridge. Yeah. I need a bridge of uh, two. So what I want to do is finish this show and my burn rate's pretty high. It's about 20, it's about 14, 15,000 a month to travel and pay the team. And that's no salary. That's zero salary. So that's full production, really minimal. Um, and that's basically no advertising and a super small team. And so I need 25 a month for about 10 months. So 250K. And um, and that will give me one more media person. And, and that's basically all I need. One more social, because I'm creating so much content. Uh, my team can't keep up with the content. And so there's a lot of, we're missing massive opportunities to share content and to build content. Uh, or not build content, but basically extract and, and, and prepare the content that we've got, right? Because I have yeah. an interview every day. I mean, I have a, a podcast every day. We got great content. I got a, the show, the, the uh, night show. Um, so super stuff and i could be doing more if i had somebody one more person asking for this or that right so so it's really for media basically to take the stuff that we've got and to advertise it and broaden the reach uh to get the message out because it sticks you know the data the data that we've got shows we've got an audience we have a concept um i wouldn't do this if i didn't think the podcast had broader appeal yeah. And and the brand and the brand wasn't, you know, if it wasn't a good investment, I would have pulled out a while ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, this is all I'm funding all this on my own. So yeah. I've been burning. I've been burning. I've invested a significant amount of my own savings uh, to do this. <clears throat> and like I said I would have pulled out a long time ago if I thought it wasn't going to work long term. Yeah. But it's it's that bridge. So and I've so I've got a I'll share with you one other little crazy idea that I've done with this. So. So the strategy is a little trickle down. So I'm going to go for the 250 and I'm going to do it. I've sent some letters out uh, and I'm offering people a a chair, kind of a foundation chair to be part of a founders, to be part of the foundation, uh, like a founding father, if you will, or a founding figure, whatever, a founding chair. I call it the founder's chair um, for 25,000. And I know some people with, with relatively big pockets. Um, you know, for people with money, that's not a terrible amount of money. It's not at all. It sounds like a lot of money to people, but it's, you know, for certain people, it's not, it's not a lot of money. It's more about what they believe in and if they're willing to, to risk something on you and invest part of it with you. And so that's a, that's a, and those that I don't get from there, uh, I'll be doing a, a, um, a Kickstarter probably about every two, three months, uh, for a smaller amount of money. So I can trickle down, you know, if people can't invest the big money, uh, they can help support the Kickstarter to make sure it goes, it gets over the line. I gotcha. I feel that. This may be more of a longer term play and more of a brand building play, but I think you are specifically in a very unique position to be able to pull it off. Have you ever read the book Buy Then Build? I'm not sure. I'm familiar, but I don't think I've read it. I haven't read it. Gotcha. So it is a book about acquisition entrepreneurship. And so basically what the dude says is he's like, everybody has these dreams and goals and they try to start it from scratch. But what if you could buy a profitable business, 
put oh, some yeah. in place to run the business. So you're not having to spend 50 hours a week running the business. And then you use the excess profit to fund this. So like if you bought yeah. a 1 million EBITDA business, 500,000 would go towards debt, 250,000 yeah. would go towards a salary with equity incentives to run the business, a CEO. And then you take your 250 and you build this brand and it comes yeah. straight from the business. You know, I'm like, there's something to it. Interesting. To it. And I'm like, what type of business could you buy that would be a good foundation to build this brand on top of? So I'm trying to think of a service mm. that like helps people with mental health. So if you bought like a private really? practice therapy service that did a good amount of EBITDA, that could be a good platform acquisition. You know, yeah, I mean? online, a small online one. Exactly. Exactly. So any I've, type of business I've that tried to that cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Or build. I'm sure I could build an online software, but you know, but the point is don't build it, buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Or interesting. You you build it, but you buy the profit first. So like instead of burning through your savings, you're burning through the company's profits. Yes. Oh, I see. I, I guess. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's a clever banking move. Yep. Yeah. That and that may be if I can put this together with again, this is like the PowerPoint guy, right? So like I I really need the PowerPoint guy. Um with the right pitch in the deck, and I'm kind of close to it, you know, there is a multi-million dollar business here. Yeah. And 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 that's basically I think what you're saying, which is, you know, I've I've got it, sell it, you know, go buy it from myself, right? Yeah. Find a bank that's gonna give me two million. Um and and go buy the business. It's coming together. It's been a it's been a good last couple of weeks on on the dream front and yeah. and kind of realizing the path. You know the path will rise to meet you, and and it's kind of I didn't imagine I had no idea I would end up in mental health, and then now the jar movement and the jar fuel, great brands. The name sounds super slick. Um, yeah. The logos, I mean, it sounds stupid, but even the logos look really good. We're doing one around the. Um, we're just finalizing the one around the mental health show. Yeah, and it, it's baller. Just it's just it's a great logo. Um, and so I've got a good little I've got a good person who's really creative in this in this space. This is her. It's her thing. Like she's clever uh, with it. Uh, and, you know, with some good it's like AI, right? With some good prompts, you can get a really good you can really get stuff done with between yourself and another human. Right. As long as you learn how to like AI, as long as we're prompting. Right. But yeah. Anyway. Um, so anyway, the brand, it does look like this is. That's a clever idea. And I, I really like that. I like that idea. You know, I might, I, I got to think big. I'm thing is, I don't, you know, I'm not really good at chasing the, the, the $5 stuff. I'm I've always been way bigger, you know, way better at chasing the bigger stuff. Um, just takes the same amount of effort to get 50 bucks from somebody as it does to get 25,000 from somebody else. As it does to get 500,000 from another person. From another person. <laughs> it's yeah, it really is. You just got to think big and get those right relationships. And I, I'm telling you, man, um, you could go to a bank and get a $2 million loan for this particular business. But I'm saying like, like just go buy a yeah, like yeah. chiropractor's office or something that is really focused on the physical health side of things. Yes, yeah. And it's it'd be a great platform acquisition and just use that profit to build this brand. Because then, you know, if you have 400000 in extra profit because you buy a $6 million EBITDA yes. uh, chiropractor's office, <clears throat> you're, you're going to be able to spend 100, 150000 in marketing. How, yeah, just how much more attention is that going to get you? You know, how much oh, yeah. does that blow you up? And so it's just, I love it. I love buying right. businesses and it's something that I want to do and help people do because, you know, a lot of us are running around and money's like, it's basically fake, you know? <laughs> it seems like it's fake right now. <laughs> it's like, not, not that, um, that like 97% of it is debt. And so yes. it's like, it's not very like, you know, the government just prints it. And so you can get it. You can get it if you ask for it. You just have to ask right, which is exactly what you're I yeah, I think that's it. You've got to ask the right people at the right time. You've got to have the you got to have the the secret formula, how to package the ask. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this might be a pretty obvious answer for you, but if there were one or two people you could meet right now, and that could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would mm. they be, and how would they help? 
I'd like to meet somebody. You covered this earlier. Uh, you talked about the online training, right? And this this next step. I think one of the really potential areas for me is turning a lot of this into the training into training material uh, and, and a big revenue generator. So the other one was um, the Jar uh, Academy. So around giving people the tool set, and the knowledge and stuff. And so there is tremendous opportunity, I think, in the online learning environment. I think that's big, but I think it's just getting it going to get bigger. I don't think yeah. that's going anywhere. I think I think it's going to explode um, as, as universities kind of crumble, you know, yeah. people and, and universities are going to go online. You know, universities will go virtual. <clears throat> but anyway, I think I'd like to meet somebody, the king of that space. You know, who is that original innovator, creative person? And just pick their brain with this is what I'm doing. This is what I got. What should I be doing? Yeah. What should I be thinking about? All right. I got to ask you, do you know who Russell Brunson is? No. Oh, you got to look up Russell Brunson. Got to look up Russell Brunson. He is the head of ClickFunnels. If you get his four books, they come in a package for like 80 bucks. And you read those books. I think I, I genuinely think it will change your life. Really? Okay. Russell Brunson's books are so good. Do you know who Alex Hormozzi is? No. Alex Hormozzi has a couple of YouTube videos that really hit different. Like I'm talking in these couple of YouTube videos, you will get a business education that is equivalent to an MBA. Actually, it'll, it is better than an MBA. Practical advice. (laughs) I was going to say, it might, it might actually be practical. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so Alex Hormozzi's YouTube channel, he has a couple of like, Back in the day, from like a year ago, year and a half ago, he was posting really long form content, okay. hour and a half, hour long content. Start there. And some of his newer stuff, you know, he got it like head of media. And that head of media, when you're tricking the algorithm, it's more like six minute videos that are really like keeping your attention. Yeah, I know. I know. So he's kind of switched up his content a bit. But a year and a half ago, a year ago, that man was okay. on fire. And so Russell Brunson's books. Do the one funnel away challenge if you want to. That's like a hundred bucks. It's like a three week challenge or something like that. Yeah. But if you just read his books, you'll get more than you get from the one funnel away challenge. Um, and then Alex Hormozzi's YouTube channel, and then Alex Hormozzi's book called One Hundred Million Dollar Offers is a really good book. I need that guy. Yes, it's a really good book. And then he's also coming out with a book pretty soon here, like within the next month or two, called $100 Million Leads. So it'll help you out to craft a really good offer and then get mm. leads to that offer. And um, the last thing I want to say, sorry, I'm like spewing all this. You go, man, you go. <laughs> Alex Hormozzi has this concept. And when you think about the pricing of your online academy and how you structure your offer, keep this concept in mind. It's called customer financed acquisition. And so okay. basically he's like, it's so simple, but I think it's so overlooked. Like it's literally just how business works, but you have to explain it to people when they're first constructing yes. their because they'll miss it. You need to take the cost to acquire the customer and the cost to fulfill the customer and multiply that number by two. And that is the number in profit that you need to receive from a customer within the first 30 days. Structure your offer such that, you know, if it costs you $500 mm-hmm. to acquire the customer through Facebook ads, and then it costs you six hundred dollars to fulfill the right to fulfill right by because of your team and whatever operational yes. you have. Yes, that is eleven hundred dollars. Multiply that number by two, and and that's the order. Yeah, that's how much in profit that you need. Which means you need to oh. charge them thirty three hundred dollars because it oh. costs you eleven hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get them and fulfill them, then twenty two hundred in profit. So three x that number basically is what you need to do. Uh, for what you need to charge and how much revenue you need to get from a customer within 30 days. And Alex Ramosi scaled his company from like zero to like a million a month using this method because capital, when you use this method, capital is not a, a like linchpin on your business. It's not going to, it's not going to be a constraint for you because one customer always funds the next. Next, co- Yeah. You, your cash. Profit. Yeah. What a crazy cash flow model. Crazy. That's a, cash flow, that's a cash flow model. Yep. Interesting. Very and, clever. And so especially in the online space, like if you go the JAR Academy and you target your market right and you structure it well, you know, if you help somebody get their diet down and get their fitness down so their mental health is fixed and they're making 500000 a year, they will pay you $7,000 for that offer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. They'll pay $12,000 for it. They'll pay $2,000 a month for it. And oh, if you build yeah. a community around it and then you tie their identity to it which is something russell brunson talks about they'll pay you as much money as you ask them and so 
I'm telling you, read those books, listen to those videos, and and I'll come back to you. Yes, <laughs> Let's come back and have a chat. Give me a yeah, give me a couple of weeks, and I'll come back and we'll have a chat. For sure, for sure, man. I love it. Well, awesome. That is all we got for you today. So, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? I, I just, I mean, I think just remind everybody. I mean, these are all the dreams, aspirations, everything good. You gotta have them and dream big. Um, and again, think past where you're at. Yeah. Imagine, you know, where you're not because, and do things today that are going to open up those doors, you know, create that imbalance in the universe. Uh, and that's my, you know, that's what I'm all about every day, making sure I deposit a little bit more, you know, a little bit more in that creative energy part and, and just wait for that, uh, wait for that to come find me again. Yeah, absolutely. Ken, I love it. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks Tim very much. Of course, and if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Ken had to say, make sure to check out the podcast. Hold him accountable to doing some events when he comes to your city because you want to do the fitness events with him. I'll tell you what, when you come to Austin, I'll come lift with you. I, I'll say the first, the first one we're doing is we're doing Austin. Well, that'll be my first event. There we go. I, I, may, I may get a test before, but uh, definitely in Austin, we'll find a gym and we'll do something. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, if you guys love this, check Ken out. All the links to do so will be down in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and send it to a friend. Don't forget, head over to workwithtimmydouglas.com to get your list of life-changing questions and our free book, Impact Ignition, Live a Purposeful Life. See you tomorrow for another show.